Hello, welcome to the Ditch a Diet podcast. My name's Kerry Williams and I'm a life and a weight loss coach and I help women give up the struggle with food, their weight and their bodies for the last time. So welcome back. We've had a little bit of a break for the summer and it's now September. I can't believe how quickly 2020 has gone. So I hope you've had a really lovely summer. I was feeling a bit burnt out actually, so I really needed that break over August and it's just been a really nice time relaxing and getting some sun. And it's just amazing how when you have a break and you're feeling quite burnt out, how all this creative energy comes back. So I've got lots of great ideas for the podcast and I'm really excited to share them with you over the coming weeks. Now today I wanted to share a little bit more about my journey with you because I was reflecting on my journey recently and I thought, what did I actually learn on my journey? I wonder if there's anything else that that I haven't been aware of that I've learned on my journey. So I I kind of thought maybe I could see if there's 20 things that I learned on my, my journey to losing 20 kilos. And actually, when I started writing them down, I think I got to around 30 or 35 and I actually had to trim it down a little bit. So there was just so much that I've, I've kind of learnt over that time. It's, it's quite amazing to think, you know, how, how much has gone on in the past few years. And I think at the core of it, more than anything, it's been a journey to uh, understand and recondition and repattern all of my emotional eating patterns and basically to learn how to feel my emotions again. So I think that's probably the core theme that you'll notice running through all of this because for me the reason why diets never worked is because I was not feeling my feelings at all whether it was like mundane boredom procrastination so I was eating for that reason or whether it was celebration so rewarding myself with you know wine or with food um, or then you know the kind of very traumatic emotions where you see you know stereotypically like women sitting on a couch eating ice cream when they've broken up with their, their boyfriend or something like that so there's a whole range of emotions and I found I used food in almost all of those situations so it's really been a journey of self-discovery and the ironic thing is that I started out on this journey thinking that I wanted to lose weight and it was all about a smaller body. So <laughs> kind of blew my mind. But I think the first lesson that I learned was that the weight was really a symptom of other things going on in my life and my reaction to them. And that's why diets never worked for me because as I said, I was avoiding all the feelings And this was the biggest thing that I changed. I changed the way I was emotionally eating. The second thing I've found is that I still have fat days and I still think that I'm bigger than I am. So I'm still practicing matching up what I see in the mirror with reality. It's still a little bit out of kilter. And I do have days where I just feel a bit fat and frumpy. You know, it's just, I thought I'd get to this point. Well, I didn't, I mean, to be honest, when I first started, I didn't even think I would get to this point because I didn't believe it was possible. But now that I'm here, I mean, I thought when I got here, I wouldn't be having fat days. I'd be feeling great about my body and everything would be wonderful. It's not the case. So the third lesson is for my stomach. That's probably my body area where I have a lot of self-consciousness and I'm still practicing to love it just the way it is because like all of our bodies, it's changeable. 
I don't necessarily have direct control over exactly how it looks unless I went and got plastic surgery, you know, so as much as I'd love a flat belly sometimes, I'm just practicing loving it. And for the most part, I do. I love my body. I'm fairly comfortable in my body. I accept my body, but there are days when there's a bit of bloating. It might look a little bit bigger than it did, or maybe there's something hormonal going on. I'm holding on to a bit of water and then the thoughts will pop up again very automatically, like criticizing my belly. So I'm finding that I still practice neutralizing that and accepting my body just the way it is and loving it just the way it is. So the fourth one is that following through on my eating plan has boosted my self-esteem so much in so many areas. So I've learned to find confidence in myself and my ability to keep promises to myself. And I really didn't recognize how much of an impact just following through with an eating plan would have on on my life. You know, so now I trust myself so much more to, to do what I say I'm going to do. And so that gives me more confidence in my work. It gives me more confidence building my business. It gives me more confidence in relationships and everywhere in my life. It's really changed things. So I've I've really um, got a big self-esteem boost, not because of the way I look. It's really about my relationship with myself. I trust myself. I've got my own back. I do what I say I'm going to do for myself. And as I said before, I've still got a, a kind of out of kilter body image and I, I bought some new clothes this summer. And so the lesson number five this summer was that I still think I'm a size 14 and that really surprises me because even three years on and I've lost 20 kilos, I still think that I'm a different body size. Like my brain hasn't caught up with that yet. So I got, so in the UK at that point when I was ordering those clothes and the weather was getting a bit warmer, we weren't um, going into shops and trying things on. I mean, I think at the time the shops weren't even open yet because it was still lockdown. So I was ordering everything online. You just don't really know the sizes. And immediately I went to order the 14. And then I was like, well, actually, some of the 14s that I've got are too big now. So maybe I need to try a 12. So I ordered everything in a 12 thinking I'm going to have to send it all back. And actually, some of it was too big. <laughs> so my body is is different from what my brain perceives. So I'm still working on that. And lesson number six, I met the man of my dreams when I'd lost about 10 kilos. I wasn't even at the end point of my journey. Um, I used to have to think that I had to be thin to meet my person. He came along partway through the journey. And I did I did put a lot of work into that because I wanted to meet someone special. I, I hired a relationship coach at the time. She helped me to get over all my mind drama to go, go out dating again and stuff like that. So that was really helpful. But I, I still believe deep down that it probably wouldn't happen until I lost a bit more weight. And that wasn't true. So I met him only part of the way through and it wasn't even about the weight. I'm sure that if we had met six months before and my brain was in the right place and I was open to it at that point in time, then we totally would have hit it off. It would not have had to do, do anything with the weight at all. So you don't need to meet to wait till you're thin to meet your person. So lesson number seven, I can eat a really broad range of whole foods and I still lose weight. I didn't have to cut out big food groups like I thought I did. I didn't have to restrict myself in that way. And before I I started losing weight in this way and 
just experimenting for myself with groups of foods that just make sense in terms of, you know, what's healthy, it's not processed, all that kind of stuff, I realized I didn't have to cut out all the fruit. I didn't have to cut out um, all, all of the sugar all the time. I didn't have to cut out all the grains all the time. So I found the right balance for me where I can have some of those foods. Sometimes I know how much I can have, how much um, starts to make me put on weight again. And it just gives me so much confidence in myself because I no longer rely on the latest superfood or anything like that to tell me what I should be eating. So lesson number eight, kind of related to that, but I can also eat chocolate, I can eat popcorn, I can eat bread, I can drink wine, and I don't lose control all the time. So I still lose weight sometimes, in fact, and that has been a really amazing thing to to understand because I used to, I used to go into so much guilt and I used to blame myself so much around eating chocolate or eating popcorn or drinking wine because I had such an all or nothing mentality and it wasn't correct. It wasn't right at all. So I've proved to myself I can eat this stuff. I can, I've practiced over time that I can eat it without losing control. I can have a little bit or I can plan and have a bit more. Hell, I can even overeat if I want to and then I, do, I can forgive myself. I can look at it rationally and move along. And sometimes I still lose weight. And if I fluctuate up a a bit, I know what to do for it to come back down. So there's so much less mind drama about all of that. So number nine, I had to clear so many limiting beliefs about food, about weight, about my body. I just absorbed all of these beliefs since childhood. And it's been a really massive personal development journey to get out of my own way. And it still surprises me, some of the beliefs that pop up sometimes. So when I really started challenging you know, were diets the right approach? Was exercising so much the right approach? What body size is right for me? I mean, the BMI scale is based on white European men. And, you know, as far as I know, there's been no further studies into how does that actually impact women and people of color? So how do we know that even the BMI is correct? So I really had to challenge everything that my family had taught me, everything that society had taught me about food, about my body, about my weight, and over time to start to understand what my beliefs were and what worked for me. So number 10, I trust myself in ways now that I never even thought was possible simply because I just keep my word to myself more often than not. Sure, I'm a human, I've got a human brain, I might plan sometimes and I still overeat sometimes, you know, shit happens. But I've practiced enough now that I don't beat myself up. I go into curiosity and I recognize how much trust I have in myself. I can handle all of those situations. And that has reverberated out into so many different areas of my life. It's boosted my self-confidence massively. So things are very different to me in terms of, you know, my relationship with my family, um, you know, with my fiance my business and how I'm handling my money. It's all areas of my life has really, really changed. So number 11, most of the time I stop eating when I feel light and satisfied. So I've now tuned into my body enough so that I know when to stop. I don't have to eat everything on my plate, but Hey, as I say, I'm human and shit happens sometimes. So when I don't, I get curious about what happened. I try and figure out you know, was there something going on? Did something trigger me? What's what's going on here? And I don't beat myself up. I move along. I integrate the lesson and I've got my own back. 
So number 12, for the first time ever, I can feel the difference between a sugar withdrawal, an emotional hunger signal and a physical hunger signal. So I know which hunger to feed and which hunger to feel. So no longer do I immediately look to eat when I feel emotional hunger. That's one of the biggest things I think I learned is that now I know what, what emotional hunger is like, the vast majority of the time I don't eat when I feel emotional hunger. And hey, I'm human. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes I'm really conscious about it and I go into fuck it mode and I'm like, right, I'm going to eat, <laughs> you know. But as I say, I am curious. I, I open up, I have a look at what's going on and I don't beat myself up anymore. Number 13, for the first time ever, I'm truly feeling my feelings. Literally for the first time in my life, it's not just food that I have avoided my feelings with. In the past, I can see that I've overworked, I've overexercised, uh, I've kept myself over busy, I've used to um, you know, see my friends a lot after work and just always be busy. Like I had no time to feel any emotion. Um, I was always distracting myself. I've used TV, so binging on, on box sets, all of that stuff. So if it wasn't food... It was something else. I've overspent, so done the whole over shopping. Um, what else have I done? Oh, and I used to smoke cigarettes as well. So that, and I remember actually being really conscious of how I would get really angry sometimes, and I would crave a cigarette, and it would just calm me down. So honestly, I've been suppressing and avoiding my emotions. I think for my whole life. And again, it's just one of those things that I grew up in a family where we didn't really express our emotions that much we didn't really you know process our emotions and I've had to learn to do that over time and it has just meant I just feel a sense of relief like I don't need to turn to food I don't need to to you know numb out with a Netflix binge um you know I mean I do have probably the only thing I'm still working on a little bit is my busyness and and that started to change with more consciousness over time now but generally speaking, I feel my feelings and it's a very different experience and it's a good experience. It's not half as traumatic as I thought it might be. It's not terrible like I thought it would be. To be honest, I think the fear and the thought of feeling my feelings was much worse than it actually is. So number 14, exercise really didn't contribute to my weight loss like I really believed it would. And I used to try and correct overeating with overexercising. Um, you know, I've definitely had times when I have been a little bit obsessive with exercise. I've almost used it as a form of punishment. And I think um, when I sprained my ankle about 10 years ago, I used to do a lot of running and I remember how much exercise I used to do. And at that point, I was really trying to compensate for, you know, all of my weight fluctuation and the overeating that I was doing. And now that I understand what's worked for me, I realized that exercise didn't contribute to it like I thought it would. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's wonderful. It's great for stress, it's great for mental health. You know, your muscles tone up and they're going to use more energy. All that kind of stuff is great. Um, you know, your cardiovascular system, all of that is great. But it's not necessarily going to be the key thing that's going to shift the number on the scale if that's what you're looking for. So... That was very interesting to learn that for myself. Um, number 15, when I was worried what other people would notice or judge about my body weight, I was actually judging myself. So then I recognized over time, whenever I was paranoid or worried, like, oh my God, they're going to see me and they're going to see how much weight I've put on and it's going to be awful. 
actually that was all in my own head and I was thinking that about myself. And sure, they might have been thinking those things. It's a free world. They get to think what they want, but it's just their opinion. So, you know, I mean, because equally, how do I know that they're not thinking in their head, hey, she's wonderful. Oh, she looks great. You know, she's funny. She's nice. They could be thinking really positive things. And every time I used to go out... And I used to avoid social situations when I was feeling really fat. So if I did go out, I would be so paranoid. What are they thinking about me? They're just noticing how much weight I put on. That's because I was thinking that, not them. Number 16, the thing um, is that when people did judge or comment on my weight, I used to think that was the worst thing ever. I used to think they were right. It used to cut me. It used to hurt me so much. Because let's face it, I don't know why people think it's okay, but people comment on bodies all the time. They really do. I don't know why that's okay. But I guess we can't control that. So now what I realize is that this is just their opinion. This is not a fact. And this just became so clear to me when I was at the very start of my weight loss journey. I'd lost six kilos And I saw a group of old friends and they were like, oh, you look great. You've lost a little bit of weight. You know, that dress looks really great on you. We're at this wedding and we're all dressed up. And I was feeling like happy and accomplished and successful. Like, yeah, it's working and and I'm starting to look good. And then I I, uh, met another friend. Dad was there. Um, This was like a week later. He had a few too many drinks and... Then he said, uh, made a comment about how much I was eating and if I wanted to find a husband, I should really, you know, think about not not putting on too much more weight. And I was like, what? I It just burst my bubble. And then I realized everyone has a different point of view. I just had some people a week before telling me how great I looked and, you know, one person a week later saying, you better not put too much more weight on a girl of your age if she wants a husband, watch the body shape, you know. It's all their opinions. And as long as I've got my own back and I have the right thoughts about my body, nothing else matters. And coming on to the next point, number 17, is I have found a new best friend and that's me. I have got my own back. I have learned to be kind and compassionate to myself no matter what. I have discovered this whole well of self-confidence that I did not even know was there. And to be honest, it's not like self-confidence in like, oh, I look so great and my body's so great. It's more that I trust myself. I trust my ability and my capacity to figure things out, even if I don't know how it's going to happen. And when things don't go well, when things uh, fall down a bit, maybe I fail, I've got my own back. I'm going to be compassionate. I'm going to be curious. I'm going to find out what was going on. I'm going to give her some space if she needs it to heal. And then I'm going to have my own back. I am not going to beat myself up. And that is one of the most wonderful things I think that has come out of it. So number 18, I can overeat one day and then I know I haven't ruined everything because I've had so many little fluctuations on this weight loss journey. You know, at the end of the day, natural, normal human weight loss does not happen in a linear fashion. It does not happen in one straight line going down. And this is one of the things that trips up loads of my clients. It tripped me up as well. You get paranoid like, I fluctuated up two pounds. But the thing is, just get back to what you were doing. Because we're studying ourselves, we're studying our body's reaction to food and how it changes our weight and how it makes us feel over time. Within the first couple of months, pretty much, you know what works for you. You just get back onto it and it comes back down again, even if you've overeaten. So it's all good. So 
In fact, sometimes when you overeat, you even lose weight. And it's so great to have that, that reassurance and just to know that. So number 19, as this is a nice segue into this lesson. So it's been all about experimentation over time. I know what foods nourish my body. I know what foods give me energy. I know what foods upset my stomach a bit. I know what foods make me feel a bit bloated. And then I also know what foods that I can eat purely for joy, purely for pleasure. There doesn't have to be any nutrition involved in it. I can still eat the chocolate. I can still eat the croissants and those foods that are just pure joy to me. I no longer rely on the latest food fad, on the latest sensitivity test that I had, the food sensitivity testing, um, you know, practitioners, the latest superfood trend. I mean, I went to see a personal trainer earlier this year and I had a, a group of six sessions with her. She wanted to put me on a diet and I was like, no thanks. And she was always critiquing what I was doing. And I was like, look, this works for me. Back off, love. I know what I'm doing here. I'm seeing you for exercise. Thank you very much. Please just give me that. And it was so reassuring to me. I, I wasn't swayed by anything that she was saying, like, well, you should be eating six times a day, you know, and I'm like, no, I know that messes with my insulin. Thank you very much. I know what I'm doing. So it gives me so much reassurance. And finally, number 20, the number on the scale is just a number. It doesn't mean anything more than a piece of data about where you're at. Now, I'm human and I've still got a human brain. So if I have a bigger fluctuation up and that happened over the summer at one point, I did have a little freak out. But this understanding also came back very quickly. And I was like, hang on, chill out, brain. It doesn't mean everything's going wrong. Remember, this is just a number. And I was like, okay. So the number's gone up a bit. What's been going on? Let's just, you know, look at this rationally. What can I do? It's a piece of data about where I'm at and it is not a measure of my self-worth. So it's been so wonderful to, to understand that. So that's my 20 lessons from losing 20 kilos. And um, I've just, it's been an amazing journey and, and it's really not been about the weight. I think that's just the biggest thing that I got from it. So this is the work that I now do with women. Um, you know, if you are feeling like you would love to, to get to grips with food, to get to grips with your weight and your body image, then reach out and send me a message. And I would be happy to have a conversation with you to talk about whether or not, you know, we can work together. Or maybe I can just give you a couple of pointers about how to handle a couple of blocks. So, you know, reach out, we can set up a free call and see where you're at with all of this. So I hope this has been helpful. And if you've got any questions, you've got any comments, I would love to hear them for, from you. Um, you can find me over on Instagram now. I'm doing loads on Instagram and I'm loving it actually. So my Instagram handle is Kerry Williams Coaching and that is K-E-R-I. So Kerry Williams Coaching, you'll find me over there. I would love to hear from you. Okay, have a wonderful day and I will speak to you next week. Bye for now. If you enjoyed this episode, then I invite you to check out my five steps to stop overeating training. You can go to my website, kerrydwilliams.com forward slash five steps, and that's the number five, then steps. And you can sign up for this five day series. So in this series, I'm going to guide you step by step through a process so that you can create a foundation to put in place to break that pattern of overeating and start losing weight for the last time. So if you would like to go deeper with everything we talk about on this podcast, then this is the first step. You can go to my website, kerrydwilliams.com 
forward slash five steps to access the training. And that is spelled K-E-R-I-D-Williams.com. I look forward to seeing you on the training.